Welcome. You are listening to the very first episode of Dawson Women's Ministry Podcast, Everywhere You Are. Ministry is not confined to the four walls of a church building. It is not limited by life stage or life circumstances. Rather, ministry is living a life of service everywhere you are. This podcast seeks to encourage you everywhere, in the laundry room folding yet another set of towels, driving to pick up your children from school, taking a break for lunch at the office, or exercising at your local park. We believe God calls everyone to be ministers everywhere we are. On today's episode, you will learn about the heart and purpose behind this brand new podcast. You will hear an unscripted conversation between our four podcast hosts, Kristen Torres, Rachel Langston, Becca Jenkins, and Sarah Morland. They will share how God brought them to Dawson as well as where they find themselves in ministry today. Why are we here? Why in the world is Dawson having a podcast for women? Women's ministry is about who you are and not necessarily an event that you come to. Or um, And we desire to meet all women where they are when they are in a place to best be met. The whole reason that we're having a podcast is so that we can be together as women whenever. Mm-hmm. Everywhere we are. Everywhere we are. Because that's where ministry happens. And so whether somebody's listening to this while they're driving or while they're exercising, you want it to do what? Meet them where they are. I think we talked about just a need for connection between women and Dawson um, since there are so many things we're all involved in and we're not always in the same room with each other, <laughs> seeing each other and I think just hearing each other's stories and how the Lord is working through the mountaintops and the valleys of every person's life is just an encouragement and it ministers. I think so often it can like give a sense of community too, like kind of like sure. you're saying, there are these stories that we don't get to hear on Sundays always, but of people we see on Sunday, but we don't know the deeper story of what the Lord's doing in their life. And it's just kind of an opportunity to share those stories of how God's working everywhere you are in your life, you know, at home and your job, you know, and all the people you're with. So it's just a great opportunity to, for us to encourage one another and share our stories. And then we get to see the people on Sunday too. So it's kind of like virtual, but also in person. I have with me, Rachel Langston, Sarah Morland, Morland, and Becca Jenkins. And we are here because as we were talking about women's ministry and thinking about how we associate ministry as going to the church and something that you sign up to do and to be a part of, that's not capturing who we are and where we are and just women's ministry in general. And so as we started talking about developing an online presence I invited these women who are at different places and stages of life, um, but who also, I think, have the gift of writing and are not afraid of technology or even how God is moving and working in this way. And y'all said yes. And as we put our heads together, (laughs) I think that as we put our heads together, truly the last thing that we ever thought would come out of our mouth, the last thing I thought would come out is the word podcast. 
and yet absolutely certain that this is something that the Lord has placed on our hearts for such a time as this and super excited for the reach for his glory. So Becca, where are you today? Is this a deep question? <laughs> it doesn't have to be. Well, right now I'm in a nondescript room. <laughs> the side wing right of Dawson. Right now. So I am married to Blake Jenkins, who's the college pastor here at Dawson. So we just started summer break. And so our ministry is slowing down just a little bit for the next few months, which I'm very thankful for. Even in the midst of that, still uh, where I am is seeking to minister to college girls who are still in town, plug them into my life. And these girls love to get coffee and go for walks and there's time for that. But also as a mother of two boys, I say plug them into my life because that's kind of what I have to do is just say, Hey, I'm going grocery shopping or Hey, my boys are about to drive me crazy. We're going to a park. You want to come? (laughs) Um, And so that's kind of what the coffee meetings look like often. It's just plugging them into what we're doing. And I think that that's been really uh, meaningful for a lot of college girls just to kind of see the next stage of life. Like, what does that look like? Um, And also use those as opportunities for meaningful conversations. Yeah, I'm a mother of two and two boys. One is four years old. One is eight months old. Um, So just seeking to minister to them too. And where I'm at. You want to go, Kristen? Okay. So I'm distracted. (laughs) I'm distracted. I feel like um, usually when we get together, I'm very relaxed and comfortable. And the whole time that we're talking right now, all I can think about is how many people are potentially listening to this. And so I'm having trouble being present. So that's where I am. I'm also distracted because like you, it is, we're right on the cusp of summer vacation. And so there are lots of things that we're wrapping up and lots of things that we are looking to, ministry, home life in general. But I also think that in the midst of it, I'm excited for what's to come in terms of just some space to, to find rest. Mm-hmm. Every new season that I'm entering in, literal new season, it's a new season, summer. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it is a chance for me to come up for air, to regroup, and to create a new rhythm. So I am excited about a little bit of space to do that this week before school gets out. Um, I am excited that we are able to gather together as women this summer. And so we do have some things to look forward to on campus. And in the midst of this distraction, I really am excited about meeting women right where they are. Um, And the reality is there will be women who are listening to this who are completely distracted. And so we get it and we can relate to that. And I'm excited for women like y'all who just come alongside and encourage and support even in the midst of the hard or my brain just being all over the place. My brain's always like that. That's where I am. Literally where I am at the moment. That may get worse as your two two boys get older because you'll immediately begin to lose brain cells. I I don't know how you even know who you are. I really don't. Yeah, yeah. Like names of my children get mixed up. Yeah. Well, jump in and Sarah, tell us where you are. Yes. So I am at sort of an odd place like talk about life stages I just recently turned 40 which is kind of a milestone but more than that I'm about to enter into all of my children being in school so for 14 years I've had some kind of preschooler in my life and so I'm looking at the fall where I have four kiddos my youngest will be in kindergarten and then I have Louisa she'll be in third grade and then Vincent will be in seventh and Sophia will be in eighth and we're 
We're also celebrating our 20th wedding anniversary this year. So just lots of things like that. So yeah, just a new life stage and just trying to meet and minister and be a wife and a mother and a friend and a daughter and all the things that we do. And we're headed to Texas tomorrow. So I am very distracted, Kristen, okay. because I have not packed anything. <laughs> and I just came back from the lake. So my brain is not working right now, but, but we're here and I'm excited about this opportunity for sure. I'm Rachel. And as of last Thursday, I believe it was, I have uh, two children in college. Um, our son is about to start his third year. Our daughter is graduating from high school and will be leaving in the fall for her first year away. And so that also means my husband and I are looking at each other like, who are you and do we still like each other? (laughs) Now what? So we're about to be empty nesters. And although I think I have lots of ideas about things to fill my time, I'm discovering that parenting to basically adults, functional adults, um, is very, very different than anything I've ever done. We are still certainly helping them quite a bit financially. So we still have a lot of input in their lives. But it's, it's a very different feel. It's not so much telling them what to do as, as maybe trying to help them figure out what to do or guide them through the decision-making process. And so that's a very different way to parent. And quite honestly, it's exhausting yeah. <laughs> to not only figure out and recognize, hey, this doesn't look the way it's always looked, but then to also kind of pivot and try to do that well. They are both... You know, they're both believers, but they're in very different places in their relationships with the Lord. I'm finding my relationship with the Lord being somewhat different in this season. And so it's just a a very... Um, and Kristen knows this about me, but I usually, I don't do resolutions, but I always pick a word for the year and I picked transition for 21, for 2021, um, because I knew not only would our lives be changing in terms of the kids leaving, but I did not, I did not anticipate this transition and sort of parenting and all of that. So that's where I am today. And all of that's good. It's all good stuff, but it's also very um, mentally taxing and emotionally taxing. Well, it's like the unknowns. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And my children have very different personalities. And so one of them needs a lot of handholding and the other one, not so much. Mm-hmm. And that even that trying to figure out that dance is kind mm-hmm. of, you know, it's kind of a transition. So, and you're there and I here, just can't believe here we are, Rachel, gosh, in a lot of ways, because we, we used to talk about used to, that seems like a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. One day, when... Oh, about becoming empty nesters. Yes. Right. yes. It is It is sort of like this thing you hold out for. Right. I'm holding out for it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a kindergartner, so yeah. I have a while. Right. <laughs> well, and it's interesting, too, because we're older. We're both in our 50s. Um, we didn't marry until later, and we didn't have our children until later. And so we're older than a fair number of parents who are in the situation that we're in. And I can remember when they were younger, we were like, oh, we can't wait for them to, you know, go away to school and we'll travel and we'll do this and we'll do all these projects. And now we're so blasted, exhausted, we can bear it. I mean, we're, yeah, we're just like, oh my gosh, you know, will we ever feel like we're, we're rested again? But, um, 
need to take up some yoga or something. Oh, I'm telling you. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, so what about where where we all came from? My beginnings were right here in Homewood, Alabama, truly. Dawson has been my church home since birth, literally since birth. And my parents, Bill and Jeannie Ware, brother Shane Ware, um, just a great, strong Christian foundation um, in my life. I did stay here all the way through Homewood High School, kind of thought I might go to Sanford and then it was across the street from my high school, a little too close to home. <laughs> so um, my friend Kim Hatfield talked me in to go into Barry College. She was my best friend at the time. And so the two of us went. Ended up coming back to Homewood to teach. Got my dream job teaching at Edgewood Elementary School. And I guess fast forward, um, just to answer, I'm moving from my beginnings, aren't I? <laughs> Those are well past my beginnings. But I guess every phase of life you see as a new beginning. So fast forwarding to it, it would be Angel, marrying Angel. And then our little boy, Dante, who is now going to be in seventh grade, which was my mom, wow. and working here at Dawson. Those are all of my, I guess what I would call, milestone beginning moments. Jump in, Becca. Sure. All right. So I, not from Birmingham, um, I'm from Sumter, South Carolina, which is about 45 minutes outside of Columbia, South Carolina. I'm the third of four kids. Uh, I love, love my family. My parents are great and are now the best the best grandparents. So I grew up in Sumter and then went to Clemson University and graduated in 2012. While I was there, I went to work at student life camps and that was the summer after my freshman year and that's where I met Blake. Uh, we started dating at the end of that summer. Then uh, so we dated long distance all through college. He was at Alabama, I was at Clemson. So we dated for about a year, got engaged, and then we're engaged for about a year, both graduated, and I got married a week after my graduation. It was craziness. He already had a job in Tuscaloosa, and so I ended up moving to Tuscaloosa. So Blake was already working as like a part-time college minister associate and wanted to, he was planning on starting Beeson Seminary in the fall. And so I got a job that summer as a teacher, which was not in my plans. I wanted to be an editor or just, I don't know, something with publishing. I wanted to write. And uh, that just did not happen. There weren't many opportunities really in Tuscaloosa. So I found a job as a, a language arts, sixth grade language arts teacher at a little school in Tuscaloosa and started in the fall of 2012 and absolutely loved it. So I taught there for about four years. And then Blake and I, Blake graduated from Beeson. We moved to Macon, Georgia, taught there seventh grade for two years. And then we ended up coming back to Birmingham. And of course, Blake is at Dawson now as the college minister. And I taught at Briarwood Christian School for two years. Did English and photography. So a lot of fun. Loved my teaching years. But Kind of, we had Thomas in 2016, so it was when we were in Georgia, and I knew within that first year that we needed to do what we could to, for me to pull back and be at home for a while. And so we really just kind of worked towards that. And um, this past year has been my first year at home, and we've also had our, had our second back in September um, this previous year. So I've been at home for the past year, and it's been a blessing, especially since COVID. <laughs> the timing could not have been right. right. Yeah. I was a little bit guilty when I talked to my old teacher friends. 
I actually grew up in Birmingham um, until I was about eight. I was born here. My parents were both lifelong members of this community. We moved to Germantown, Tennessee when I was eight. Within a year, my father was diagnosed with lung cancer and passed away. And we ended up staying there. My mother remarried a couple of years later and I graduated from high school. I have an older sister and a younger brother. I came back to Birmingham to go to Sanford. Uh, ended up getting a teaching job when I finished at Sanford and really never left. Um, I met my husband and we have um, Grant, who is a sophomore at Middle Tennessee State University. Reigns is graduating and she will be a freshman at Mississippi State. So after I graduated and worked um, in high school for 10 plus years, I started out in the English department there, but got very involved in technology at the time. Technology was kind of new in schools and personal technology was beginning to be a thing. I got very involved in that, went back to school, got a master's degree and did that until Grant was born. And then I stayed home. And since then I've done some writing and I've done some, done a lot of volunteer stuff because I'm really better at a lot of things. I wanted to be a stay at home mom, but I didn't really feel like that was my best calling and gifting. But I've been working at Dawson part-time for will be seven years this summer. And I worked with Kristen for several years and I'm now working in the communications department doing social media and also do some work with the broadcast team on Sunday mornings. Well, my roots are in Texas. So if you are from Texas, you're always a bit of a Texan all your life, no matter where you Texans are always so proud. Oh my goodness. Uh, yes, for sure. It, it feels like a, a nation down there. But anyway, I was born in Central Texas. And then at eight years of age, we moved to South Texas. And we actually moved and lived on the family farm that my mom grew up on. And it was just totally the Lord's provision for us to move there. And when I look back on my life, I count that as one of God's greatest gifts to me as a person to grow up on a dairy farm with the creative spirit that I have with my grandparents and my mom and my siblings. I'm the youngest of three. Grew up in South Texas, small, small town, 5,000 people just outside San Antonio and had a really good friend who was super cute and witty. (laughs) And we were friends since we were in sixth grade. And then when we were seniors, we were both in a one-act play. We were in Arsenic and Old Lace. Do y'all know that movie? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So he was um, Mortimer and I was Elaine and we had an onstage kiss and the rest is history. Yes. That's how I started dating Tony Morland. And then um, I went to Baylor and he went to A&M. And he ended up transferring to Baylor and we finished out there. Got married very young as well. He worked as a dental assistant and I went to graduate school for speech pathology. Then he went to dental school and decided that that's not what he wanted to do. He wanted to pursue um, oral maxillofacial surgery and then felt called into oncology. And so we ended up here in Alabama for uh, residency in medical school. Um, and that brought us to Edgewood Boulevard where we, uh, we moved here. Uh, when I was pregnant with Sophia. So we lived in a little cottage right down here. And um, we thought, goodness, we can walk to this church. It's right here. Amazing. There has to be something seriously wrong (laughs) for us not to go to this church. And then um, we came and we were just welcomed. And we were in the Arundel Sunday school class with a bunch of young couples having kids. And it was just the biggest blessing for us um, to be in that Sunday school. And even to this day, that, that first Sunday school group just means so much to us when we 
see them around. We've all gotten involved in different um, service opportunities. So we're not in the same Sunday school anymore, but it's such a neat thing to remember that stage of life when we see them. So anyway, we finished residency here and we've spent a short time for fellowship in Jacksonville, Florida, and um, the Lord brought us back to Birmingham. Tony's at UAB. And I stayed home with kiddos uh, after Vincent was born. I, I d- decided to stay home, and I'm a bit of a late bloomer. I've decided at 40 that I am much more called into writing and into uh, that, and that's what I've always done all my life, and so I've really pursued that here at Midlife, and so that's where I'm at. I love your story about Dawson coming to Dawson. Yeah, that's something that Dawson is really good at because you just don't see that many long established churches that aren't clicky. I, I just felt like when we moved here, it took maybe a month and it felt like like Dawson was so welcoming. Dawson is is quick to feel like home. Very welcome. We came to Dawson when Grant was about six months old. He was born in December and both of us had grown. Kevin grew up in a very small church in a small town outside Jackson, Mississippi. I had grown up in a church kind of the size of Dawson, but we literally lived on the street that the church was on, kind of like y'all in Dawson, but Grant was born in December and it was Easter before all three of us could get could make it to church. We didn't have the foggiest notion what we were doing. <laughs> so we were so excited that all three of us went to church on Easter and we dropped Grant off in the nursery and we went to the service. It was this huge uh, jumbotron is not the right word, but this huge projector in the sanctuary. And they projected like this breaking news that, you know, the tomb was empty and all these like drama people came running in and it was all these Roman and soldiers and they were running through the (laughs) sanctuary looking for you know Jesus and we just looked at each other like okay I think we're gone I think we're out of here right we knew several couples who had young children who were members at Dawson and so we started coming and we've been here ever since I'm grateful now that our children have graduated that they got all the traditions at Dawson they've done first grade Bibles and they've done chapel choir and Grant has made into the college ministry reigns will be seen but it's interesting what perceptions you have we actually came to Dawson because it was more like a traditional service like we were used to growing up it's funny what you know whereas Kristen's been here her whole life I remember a friend that came when I come back home to Birmingham and he didn't want to come and then he just said it's a big church and we've all heard it said over and over ever since but the moment you walk in the door is a big church that has a small feel. Mm-hmm. And so once you get in, you actually do feel like you belong. Yeah. And um, I thought that was well said. And for me, my word for Dawson is family. And we are called the Dawson family of faith, but it has truly been that for me on so many levels. Just like you said, from baby dedication to coming to know the Lord and baptism and being married. Like there are just so many milestone moments that it is been a part of my life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm amazed after working here for several years and then being a member here for 20 years at this point, how many families whose the parents have been here, the kids have grown up here, their kids are now growing up here, the aunts and uncles are here, you know, like multiple groups of people in the same family that, and some of them have left and come back, but that there's so many family connections um, in Dawson. I'm thinking about the Powells and some of the kids that my kids or friends with have parents and grandparents and great-grandparents that have been in Dawson their whole lives. It's definitely a multi-generational 
traditional church, which is such can be such a rare thing. So beautiful, the diversity that brings. Sarah and Becca have kind of mentioned writing and that kind of thing as as their passions. Kristen, what what about your passions? Well, you know, the first question that you asked was, "Where are you today?" Because I can tell you a lot of things I'm passionate about, but probably the one that I would say is what I'm losing sleep over in a good way is God's word. And I know that that's the church answer, but it's the church answer from my heart because but only in the last probably five to 10 years of my life have I really fallen in love with the word and it has changed my life. It affects my daily life. And so my passion is for that to become contagious for the word, not just to be something that people are excited about reading or knowing, but to really embrace it to the point that when life squeezes the most that it's the word that comes to your mind and to your heart and and even out of your mouth and my passion of moving through the word to be able to find moments of worship just by full body I mean I am definitely bodily kinesthetic learner and so much of what we do is just real heady. And so it's just been new, or, or not new, but refreshing for me to know whether I'm on a walk or literally stretching through the word that it speaks, but then it speaks to the point is inside and it's what comes out. And so I'm really passionate about women falling in love with the word to the point that it's wherever they are, that it's what comes out with whomever they are, not with their best friends, not just with the people that they go to church with, but like the people that you are interacting with um, on a daily basis and knowing that it's not a have to, need to, stress out about, but it, it really is just what comes out. I'm passionate about that. I really am. It excites me and I lose sleep over it. So um, this is something that I'm trying to just do a better job of because I want to. It's not just like, oh, I need to do this. I really want to. I just don't know how. It's scripture memorization. Do you have kind of a process for that that you would recommend or a technique? I do have a process. I mean, my number one right now is I stretch through the scripture. I literally stretch through the scripture. I love that. So I can't say several. A handful of songs, like memorizing Mm -hmm. a chapter at a time. And the way that I do it is I literally move through the scripture, head to toe. Um, Straight up walking it out. So very much a part of my story going taking some classes at New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary online and trying to do that and be a mom and work full time and be a wife and then still get up and quote unquote have my quiet time and just one morning being done like made it to the sofa to read and fell asleep and really felt guilty about it I was just done and it really for me was like a place where God was like because you're doing that for you not for me and um, so I decided I wasn't going to land on the sofa because I was falling asleep because I'm so tired. So I started walking. Yeah. And as I was walking, Psalms are what was placed on my heart and my mind. And so one way on my walk, I would memorize um, every day okay. one verse. And on the way back, because it was downhill mostly, I jogged uh-huh. and I would speed it up. And then over the really, it was the summer. See, all my seasons, but it was over a summer that I put to, to memory my first song. And then what happens is now it's on your head, in your head all the time. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you're like, you know, having coffee or having a conversation with someone and just very naturally, like, well, you know, the Lord put this on my, and all of a sudden yeah. you're like, so that's what this looks like. 
like really doing it, you know, and it's what comes out, but it's not a, Hey, let me preach or let me, it's just, this is how he's speaking to me. So what was the first Psalms you memorized? Psalm 19. Do you remember it? I do. Go for it. You don't have to say the whole thing. Okay. I'm just wondering if I know it, like if I'm familiar with it. So heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. And night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no voice. They have no words. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the earth. In the heavens, God pitches a tent for the sun. Mm-hmm. It is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. Rises on one side of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is deprived of its warmth. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. Precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are pure, enduring forever. The fear of the Lord is radiant. The decrees of the Lord stand firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more pure than gold, much pure gold. They're sweeter than honey, honey from the honeycomb. (laughs) By them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. But who can discern their own error? Forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sinning. May it not rule over me. Then I will be blameless and pure. I will sin great transgressions. May these words in my mouth and this meditation in my heart. You have blessed us. Wow. Master, you you know, walking in the morning and just looking around and seeing that as you're saying that's why. Yes. Yes. The heavens declare the glory of God. I'm like, so why am I going downstairs and sitting on a sofa? (laughs) I mean, that's the perfect example of everywhere you are. Like you're outside walking Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. meeting the Lord there. I wish everyone could see her face as she's saying it. She's like, got the gentlest face. And I love to see you on Sunday mornings because I sit up in the balcony and here comes Kristen from the side and you always have some kind of flower <laughs> and you just split around and just speak and bless people. I'm like, maybe this Sunday she'll speak to me. Yes. Because you are just like she's this little for you now. presence. Oh, you are wow. presence. That was such a blessing. And this, this is what I love about that. Like encouraging one another and the Lord. And that's what you're speaking over me and that's what I, I want us to be able to do We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Perhaps you laughed a little. Most of all, we hope you felt encouraged and even a sense of connection to the women on today's episode. Tune in next week for episode two, where we will hear from our four hosts again as they share their personal testimonies of God's faithfulness. In the meantime, we pray over you, sweet listeners, this scripture from Colossians 3, 15 through 17. Everywhere you are today, may the peace of God rule in our hearts the word dwell richly and every detail of our lives, words, actions, whatever be done in the name of Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father.